Greetings, nerds. This is Cena Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me as always is our Mr. Producer, Will Paul. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well, sir. How are you doing this evening? I am doing fine, but I still disagree. A retweet is not a tweet, okay? It's, <laughs> it's a retweet of someone else's tweet. How is that me tweeting something? That is because you're actually taking action of retweeting something. So you're, you're, you're tweeting something from your account instead of just passively, like, scrolling. I am just supporting others, Will. Supporting yes. others. So, yes, so you, so you tweet it. It's, but, but it's, I and that wanna, retweet like, is supporting someone else. Okay. All right. All right. I'm glad. I'm glad we have a third member of the crew tonight, which we do. We have a a lovely follower who's been tweeting. <laughs> and we decided to invite him on. So everyone, Jeff Lewis is with us. Welcome, Jeff. Well, thank you. It's good to be here. And also, if you go to your Twitter timeline, retweets do kind of appear underneath your tweets. So. I don't I, I like think that Twitter actually does count every tweet as like one of your official tweets. I just you know <laughs> welcome people and when they take Will's side <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You know, that's the risk you run. That's the risk you run. <laughs> <laughs> but it just it it feels like plagiarism because it was not my words. I am just uh, yeah. Re- I am I am supporting someone else's words. Fair enough. Well, you know, I, I I don't count I don't count a retweet necessarily as you even though this count in this context you were supporting their work. Right. Sometimes but I, but at the same time I don't automatically account someone retweeting something meaning that they endorse it. It may just mean that this is interesting, but it may be like a dumpster fire that they're retweeting that we've you know, we've we've had that the last Many years until someone's count was like, um, you know, finally delete it, but, um, I won't do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. All right. Well, we, we have a lot to cover tonight. And because of that, we're choosing not to cover Oscar nominations, yeah. <laughs> which I'm laughing at because I think a lot of us know that I'm not taking any awards shows seriously right now because they're so pushed back in the year. It just, it's mind blowing to me, but Oscar nominations happened. People are nominated. Good luck. Um, Will, yeah. you're, you and Jeff are going to start us off with talking black lightning, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's start off with black lightning tonight. And, um, this season has been, you know, for the final season, it's been overall pretty good. And I, I will say this episode, um, it is the same. Uh, of course, at the end of last week, we, we get, uh, the recasting of Jennifer. And, uh, just like, um, we just saw one division, people are like, what's going on? Um, uh, <laughs> but, but, uh, Jeff, what are you, what were your thoughts as far as, uh, our, our new gen? Um, one of the things that kind of stuck out to me, like when when the um, episode episode started, is that um, I'm not sure if you know, like, well, the title of this episode was "The Book of Rain, Chapter Two: Theseus's Ship." Mm-hmm. So, so it's kind of like Black Black Lightning was taking the um, same take on Theseus that um, that we that we saw in WandaVision yep. with, with the original Vision and the White Vision. Yep. And um, and um, and um, I mean, I I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that pretty sure that the um, Black Lightning writers and the WandaVision writers. Aren't, aren't comparing notes, but, but, but they have ironic how they both have 
hit on that same theme. And, um, let's see, but, but, um, but, um, but, but yeah, I mean, like, with the new gen, I, I think it does kind of, like, hit on, like, the whole ideal of, like, identity and, like, what makes us who we are. I think even, you know, it's kind of, like, that plays into as well with just kind of, like, who Jefferson is as a, as a, um, superhero, you know, and just kind of, like, how he tried to, like, hide that part of his identity or even just kind of, like, tried to, like, act like it wasn't there, but, but Freeland needs him, you know, and... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a real good pickup on the whole theme from this season as far as with Jeff and, and really understanding why he needs to be Black Lightning. And really, one of the things they really dove into this episode, again, really grounded in that they... And this week, I thought, using the real-world example of Breonna Taylor actually worked in this episode, unlike mm-hmm. the George Floyd one that they did last week. <laughs> uh, because... And, and basically to set it up, so Jeff and has decided, okay, I, I do need to be the hero. I knew I do need to go back and, and take protect Black Lightning. He had gotten some information from Detective Shakur about uh, the police uh, going after Metas and also stepping up their enforcement in the city, and so. Uh, we, we get a, a scenario where you have three white cops going doing no knock searches, um, which even Detective Shakur was like, whoa, this is bad stuff. But, uh, but the new police chief wanted to do that. And, and then we have the situation where that they do the no knock and we have the police come in. And then, you know, of course the events unfold. And it's a very, like I said, it's truly a rip from the headlines type of scenario. But they dial it back, and and Jeff comes in and saves, you know, basically keeps that event from happening. And it really shows again how important, not only for fighting crime, but also just keeping people in authority in check as as a superhero. So I don't know uh, any any thoughts on how that sort of played out. Um, yeah, um, yeah, I mean, that, that definitely for me, like, had, like, some Luke Cage vibes, you know? Mm. It, in terms of just kind of, like, how Luke Cage was kind of, like, the protector, like, of, um, of Harlem and, and the black neighborhoods, you know? And, um, and, um, and, um, and then even, you know, just kind of, like, when the, when the police, like, used their force, like, in an unjust manner, you know, I mean, like, it's easy for me to like view like these over shows as escapism, but then it's kind of like, in a sense, like it's like a really, very real like escape, escapism. Like when you see kind of like these atrocities ha- happening, like with the no knock warrants and like, and, um, and, um, and things like that, you know, it's kind of like, it's like, yeah, I mean, it, w- it would be great if like there was a blue cage or there was a black, black lightning or like just kind of like a way to like, a, a way to not have like these um Brianna Taylor incidents. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I really, I, like I said, I thought it worked a whole lot better this week instead of the sort of cringeworthy moment they had with mm-hmm. the, uh, with Shakur and 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 Lala's henchmen. Speaking of Lala, so Lala, Lala got Han Soloed. <laughs> <laughs> I had the same thought too. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of, um. Um, I'm gonna blank on the name of the um metahuman that um 
that put Lala inside of the um, cement, but I'm thinking, like, haven't you seen, like, Star Wars before? I mean, like, at some point, like, something's going to happen happen to, like, break Lala out of, out, out of the cement, like, a la Harrison Ford, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, sure, you can say, like, in theory, that, like, he's going to die, like, over and over again, but, 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 like, we know, like, how these shows play out. But, yeah, but, but yeah, it, it did very much, like, um, um, play back to, um, to Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, and also just, you know, with Destiny and, and, and Lala and, you know, and, and basically, um, you know, part of the detective work here was trying to figure out who was the meta who basically killed, killed the mayor because they, you know, one of the things that happened pre-gen going up in the ionosphere to, uh, uh, get killed and where she died and was reconstituted, um, was the police force pinning, um, several incidences, you know, on, on her. And, and so the, um, you know, figuring out what was going on there and, and then Jeff, like asking Lynn to, uh, test his theory out and, uh, and trying to figure out who this, what these meta properties were mm-hmm. uh, by injecting herself after he's been like, been railing her about being a junkie all this time and now she's trying to be in recovery and then he's asking her to you know basically do that again it just just when you think their relationship is finally getting back in a good place one of them you know will do something like this to to take things uh in a different direction right yeah i mean what what that's kind of like the the age-old debate of like do the do the ends ever justify the means even going back to um to um to Arrow, like season one, you know, it's kind of like it does um the Dolver's killing like justify like his way of like stopping bad guys, you know, and, and um and then he, and like even like what we see with like, Jefferson and Lynn, like does um does um does does um does Lynn testing the math formula on herself, like that like um what. Like it's kind of is there really justification for that and and um and um it and and so yeah I mean like from Jefferson's point point of view like yes like the ends justify by the means but from Link's point of view like they don't and and they kind of, that seems like always be like the tension you know and it and and, and um it's like from us like as the viewer like like um like it's like Ling's point of view of like no like the ends don't just just fight for the means make sense but 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 um but I mean like, be, being 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 pragmatic I mean like yeah like you can definitely see like Jefferson's point of view as well so yeah yeah I, I yeah I thought that push pull with them was really it, it, you know it really it gets into that whole to what you the point you made earlier about um you know really getting into identity and really what what makes us heroes? What makes us the sum of our parts? And and speaking of identity, um, you know, with Jen's new, at least physical appearance, even though we we learned that it is indeed our old Jen, just she just looks differently because when she was reconstituted in the machine, uh, their her DNA got just re, re, resequenced to, to be taller and and mm-hmm. and all, but. Uh, you know, one of the um, one of the things I was wondering about from this season was her go- going to social media and 
what was going to be the fallout of that. And it turns out, I thought it was going to be a negative thing, but it turns out they ended up using it as a positive, showing how Jen had encouraged so many people in in the community and also, you know, carrying on that legacy that Jefferson had started uh, as, as far as being a, a, a beacon for the community. Jen's doing that now, too, and, and, and seeing all those videos and TikToks of, of all the young women and and women of color hero, seeing Jen as a hero and then encouraging her and, and the one girl who was like I was yeah I had was bullied and I didn't have nowhere to turn but then I saw Jen and it was such an inspiration I, I really thought that was a good way that they have utilized her you, you know going to social media to to tell her own story even though initially she and TC did it to try to clear her name. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, and um, and then even to that point, like um, like in season one of Black Lightning, like we we see that like Black Lightning disappeared for for a long time. Like you have to wonder, like if Jefferson would have had like that positive feedback from from social media, like would Black Lightning not have disappeared from the community for so long too? Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yeah, and then and then speaking because of that void, uh, that. With Jefferson being gone, we see Tobias, uh, you know, have the first rise that we saw from the first season. And now, with this season, we see Tobias maneuvering the, the local politics and the gangs to basically position himself to run for mayor. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 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 Will, have you read a lot of the um, Superman comics? I have not. Um, I've read some, yeah. Uh, right, yeah. I'm right, yeah. Um, um, I know, I know, I know, I know, like, there's a Superman storyline where, um, where, where, um, where Lex Luthor runs for president, and I think he oh, even yeah. be, 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 becomes president. Like, I'm not super familiar with that, but, um, it'd be interesting, like, if this wasn't Black, Black Lightning's last season, you know, just kind of, like, how far they could go with the whole, like, Tobias as, as mayor storyline, and, and, and even just kind of, like, have, have having that mayor um, like Luther expression as well too. Yeah, yeah, that's tr- yeah. I mean, I, it definitely something that's definitely looking to, and especially given that we have the Painkiller spinoff coming up. Uh, I guess the Backdoor Pilot, when the show returns in April, uh, we will uh, maybe we'll we'll see that as part of the part of the the spinoff if uh, mm-hmm. uh, with with Painkiller. So. Any any last thing thoughts about uh, Black Lightning before we uh, move to Lois Superman and Lois? Um, um, I'm not sure if you had a similar thought when um when Jen was reconstituted, but um, but um, but it's kind of like before bef- before so Jen, you know, it's kind of like her her new form. Mm-hmm. Like I had the thought of like. We didn't know that like this new form wasn't the same as her old form, or or, or, or um, or, or even kind of like would this be like some kind of like multiverse like switcheroo where James like, oh yeah, that's me, like that's how I've always been, like why are you guys acting so weird, like yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I thought about that, and especially when I was thinking in Crisis because I knew with uh, I guess with the Crisis episode where Jen did see multiverse multiverse versions of herself. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wonder, given that she discovered the multiverse in the, you know before, maybe she, you know, well, I mean, I guess in the episode when she did look at herself in the mirror, she I did. Let's see, did she not? Re, re, she did react to it. 
Right. Yes, you did. Mm-hmm. So, um, but you know, I, I, I'm sure that that might be something they'll continue to pick up on throughout the throughout the, the remaining run of the series, and maybe she may even maybe with being recast, they may she may end up showing up in the uh, in the painkiller series mm-hmm. as well. So right. Yeah, she but at herself in the mirror. She did. Is she um, the mirrorverse? Did she get pulled in to the mirrorverse? No, she. Uh, <laughs> she's not one of mothers, or I don't know what mother called her dominions, or yeah, the, the mirrorverseites. I don't know her children. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I know we want to, I mean, the rundown says next to talk about Lois and Superman, but let's just get yeah. Flash out of the way. Let's get it out of the way. Was there a season finale, Will? It was. Mm-hmm. It, it was. Ah, <laughs> uh, the Flash. I just, I, that, as soon as that clicked in my mind, that, oh my god, this was going to be the season finale. Really? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, um, well, I mean, this is kind of a Wonder Woman 84 spoiler, so I'm not sure if I'm allowed to go up on yeah. this territory. Yeah. But I'm thinking, right. also, I mean, like, Wonder Woman 84 came out almost three months ago, so it's not that big of a spoiler. But, um, but, but it's kind of like having, like, the big bad fight at the end against Maxwell Lord, like, um, like, it's like that, is when, by, like, the big fight that she wins by speech. It, it's like in a sense, like the Flash and I was the same way. Like it's like it wasn't like super speed or anything that that um that took down Mirror Master, but the speed change kind of like can't we do something other than a speech to beat the big bad? Right. Yeah, I thought the Care Bears, but anyway. No, <laughs> that's a that really good point. I yeah. I mean I've kind of blacked out Wonder Woman 1984 from my mind, but no, now that you brought it up, there there is some parallels to that i i just i just also i i'm very it's fascinating to watch these shows right now because you're seeing all of the different approaches to having their shooting get shut down and delayed and postponed and and how the different approaches to the actual storytelling and what was previously shot and trying to make it things right and and none of these shows are are perfect doing it perfectly um but the flash should like i should expect these things i mean last week we were talking about how it should not be a surprise when a wells dies and then magically reappears and yet i'm still shocked that they return to that well every season mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no pun intended, right? <laughs> no pun. No, I've I've never used that pun before, and nah. I'm to use it again. <laughs> well, well, um, well, something something y'all mentioned about, about about the um flash episode last week, which kind of like how there how there how there's no tension, and, and like in my mind, like at the like like at this thought of like it'd be great, like if there was like some kind of tension, like in terms of like. Yes, these shows are far- formulaic. Like, yes, we not like Camilla and Singh will be rescued. But like, but but it's kind of like, what if they could? What if they couldn't have have rescued like Camilla and Singh? Like, I, I just playing out in my mind like th- this whole like sh- scenario where, where like Camilla dies in the in the multiverse and like and, and, and like Cisco's always kind of been like almost like being like more and more like phased out. So it's kind of like, what if like this is like the show that like snaps 
snaps, snaps, snaps Francisco, and he turns dark, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, um, just because, I mean, like, we rarely ever see these shows take a big risk like that, you know? Yeah. And, yeah, um, had, yeah. Yeah, because they had their perfect chance with, with Caitlin and Killer Frost. Mm-hmm. And they toyed with it, toyed with it. They played, they touched, I guess they played around with it a little bit in the third season, but even, even then they just brought her back. So it's just like, you're right, there is a formula. And, 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 and really watching all four of these shows this week, um, you know. Say uh, it, say yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I yeah. yeah. This was, yeah. I mean, this one was actually, Watch Superman and Lois first before I watch The Flash because I, I, I you know, it's just kind of like, eh, I, I, I kind of knew what was going to happen. I, and, and because it's a very well worn formula and, and it, it really hurts me to say that because again, it was, you know, one of, it was one of my ride or die shows, but here lately it's, you know, it, it is showing its age. And, it, and even when I was even thinking whenever, when, when Barry's like, We've been dealing, fighting these battles for seven years. I'm like, yeah, seven years, and we need to come up with some new tricks, y'all. Same <laughs> <laughs> battle. It's it's same. The sad thing mm-hmm. is, is that there was a time I kept thinking about this watching The Flash, which it's funny, Will, because I did the exact opposite. I watched The Flash first and then mm-hmm. Superman and Lost. But there was a time when I would have actually been very impressed and fascinated by actually seeing this version of Harrison Wells. And yet the way it was delivered and packaged, mm-hmm. I felt nothing. And yes, yeah. I, we, we know I'm dead inside. But still, I just, I, I, I mean, even the moments with Cisco at the end, I was just like, there, there was so much tension in that first season and that relationship and that dynamic. And, and they they were trying to get back to that, but it's been so far removed that yeah. I really didn't. I was just like, all right, let's let's get going, choppy chop, do yeah. do a weird cliffhanger, which they did, and I I I don't understand the cliffhanger. I'm gonna be perfectly honest. I have okay. no idea what that meant. So this the, the, the cliffhanger. Two two things. I agree with you about the Wells point with Cisco. It it, it was totally it felt totally forced to me as well. Uh. You know, because there was no, we never had any beyond flashbacks, and, and we never really got a, any relationship with this version of, of of the original Harrison Wells. So to to, to force a goodbye between the between Cisco and and this version of Harrison, it, it just it, it felt forced, and it's like I think I think even the creative team was like, let's just. Get season six B out of the way so we can just start fresh <laughs> with uh, season seven, and to, which you know, which with the cliffhanger, I, I read where um, there's been some speculation, and then when I saw it, uh, it's it's one of the it's one of the things that they picked up from some of the recent run of, of the comic uh, that was that was written uh, to recently by uh, Joshua Williamson, called, and it was uh, 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 Force Wars. And so this was a byproduct in the comic of Barry Allen and Wally West uh, having a big showdown, and uh, Wally breaks through. He, he is one of the speedsters who can go to the Speed Force and return, and in doing so, unleash uh, a bunch of other three other forces in in the in the comic continuity. 
uh, the Sage Force, the Strength Force, and the Still Force, which was the Still Force was a counterbalance to the to the Speed Force. So, uh, so I think I read. I don't know if it was Eric Wallace himself or or maybe it was somewhere else. I read on online uh, they're going to pick up the whole Force Wars story, adapt it to to the to the seventh season. So that's what those four. When it, the lightning thing shot up and Harrison looked over like he knew something was going on, that's what that was. Aww. <laughs> okay. Followed that completely well. I completely understand what's coming him. Mm. going to happen, and I'm very excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else about The Flash? I mean, there was Ralph and Sue. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was just way... The first one was like, I thought they were like having a little bit of fun with, uh, at the expense of Hartley Sawyer. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't help but think that when I saw how this Gormby looked. I mean, I was just like, okay. And then, and then at the finale, at the end of the episode, I was just like, okay, yeah, they, 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 they are out of money. <laughs> <Yeah. pretty much. laughs> so they're going to use retread Daft, Daft Punk look on, on, uh, on Ralph here. But, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, yeah, like I said, I, I, I'm, I'm glad that this, they, like I said, they got the six B done, and let's move on. To, let's go to true season seven. Mm-hmm. True season seven, which will feature Force Wars, apparently. Yeah, I'm um, not think, to be confused with Star Wars. Yep. Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, let's let's talk some Lois and Superman because we already know Will thinks that this was probably the better one of the better episodes this week in the CW lineup. Um, I have to agree; it's a solid episode. Uh, Jeff, what are your thoughts on Lois and Superman? I mean, not just this episode, but the season mm-hmm. so far. Um, I feel like they're setting up a lot right now, so um, so it's kind of like for example. For for example, like um, like it seemed like in the first two episodes that that set up the um the um the, the Lex Luthor character, and, and then like tonight we didn't see Lex Luthor at 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 all. But obviously, it's, it's not it's not the Lex Luthor that we're used to. It seems like an alternate mm-hmm. Lex Luthor from, from another universe. And um and um and then also like last week, I was really intrigued by um by um by um but. By the bad guy who was just as strong as Superman, and I was, hope, I was hoping that like we get like more more, more of that because like I think a common problem with the character like like Superman is that like Superman can easily overpower most foes, so it's rare that like you you get a character who can go toe to toe with Superman. Right. So so I was kind of di- dis- disappointed that we didn't get get more of that. And um, one of my hopes for the series is, is that like is that like we get a smart Superman because uh, uh, I mean like because Superman is so powerful like um like it's almost like sometimes like he doesn't think or like he prolongs fights when he doesn't need to it's like for example the fight the fight with Thaddeus Stilgrave like it's like right. when um when the ELT device went off and like he heard his voice from double he's like oh yeah I can easily beat this guy like why am I just kind of going around with him you know and and um and um that's and, the that's the uh, supergirl superman <laughs> <laughs> and um but 
No, I was just going to say, I think you raise an interesting point about Superman. Like, he can easily overpower the villains. And what I'm noticing and what they're doing really well in this show is utilizing that point that we're not just talking about Superman or Clark Kent. We're talking about a father. Mm-hmm. And how do you balance that? How do you balance when your kids are in trouble versus saving saving other people? Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. um allowing allowing a villain to escape. And and I think that this was just kind of a a almost a prequelish episode to really what what they're gonna get at this season and really stretch that bounds of, of what is fatherhood and protection and priorities. Mm-hmm. Um, which, which I, I mean, I, I totally agree with your point. It's like, why didn't you just do that earlier? Um, but maybe it was some sort of flight and, um, what is that? What is that called? Fight or flight response where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, well, I'm being overpowered and then my kids are in trouble. Oh yeah, I have plenty of chicks. <laughs> plenty of <Yeah>. chicks. <laughs> um, but what, what is 7734? Like, I, that, that's an Easter egg, right? Yeah, that was the uh, Easter egg from way back in the pilot, uh, with, uh, Captain Lucor. That yeah, was, what, what is that? That was his, like, that was like his dog. I think that was like, so if you recall in the, in the pilot, or maybe it was the second episode, uh, we, we flash to Captain Luthor's world and we have the black, the evil Superman destroying all the armies. Right. And so if I recall, I think, they were a task force that was set up to, to to take on this evil Superman, and I want to say that was like his dog tags. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. That right? Uh, yeah. For um, war. So. Uh huh. Right. Um, um. Right. Yeah. That's what um. Like Luther gave to um. Get. Gave to the um. Sam Lane character. Like. Yeah. After the last episode or two episodes right. ago, like when he got him away for a one-on-one conversation. Hmm. And does does this play out in the comic books at all? Is this? I think the Captain Luthor character is a, 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 a creation original to this show. Okay, and yeah, because for some reason I was thinking that it was um, some sort of DC storyline that I've never heard about before. But if it's original, that's pass off to them. That's brave. Yeah, Don't see that in most of these shows. <laughs> <laughs> But there was Dream. Uh, I think Dreamer was there. Was she an original character adapted? Yeah, I think so. That they adapted to the, 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 the that because of that they they have her now in the comic. Uh, but yeah, I think the that so I think that the contingency protocol is you know I think General Lane is always and they really picked up this theme I think also from uh, Man of Steel, um, with uh Christopher Christopher Maloney's general character in 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 that film where. There's always this risk. Wonder we always have to keep Superman in check, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so I think they're picking up on that theme in this show as well with General Lane, and and with with this contingency plan, and and he and Captain Luthor having you know, clearly understanding what happened on his world. Uh, they're going to Lane is also thinking that, especially when you see this tension that was playing out. Uh, Really heavily in this episode with, you know, one, the, the meddling grandparent, which, um, 
any any parent is is, mm-hmm. is very familiar with with yes. that. <laughs> uh, that's definitely a dynamic that uh, that comes into play for sure. Uh, but also, uh, and I, and I like the way, and I, and I think that's one of the things I like about this series too. And maybe that's why I, it, it's, it's so relatable to me being a parent is seeing some of the things that, yes, you have this character who is, who, who has so many responsibilities as you notice, Sarah, and how they're trying, they're really playing into that tension of, do I save the world? Or do you know, do let my kids, do let my relationship with my wife? And, and then, and then having to having to deal with those things. So, and I brought that up before when we talked about the show. So, uh, with with Lane and the, the things that he was saying, and, and sometimes giving a side eye to, to Clark, Superman. You know, he 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 definitely sees this as an opportunity to you know if if, if he ever if, if Clark ever went rogue, we, we have a we we need to have a good plan. Yep. Yep. Um, what are some of your other thoughts, you guys, about Lois and Superman? Um, what about the Morgan Edgefield front? So I, I like Jeff. You go first. I. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Morgan Edge. He definitely seems smarter. I can't say smarter, but like he definitely knows like more than we know. Like especially when it comes to that. Ex Kryptonite, and um, and um, and it seems like he and um, and um, and yeah, I mean, just like Lois, I, I don't trust him, and um, and um, and I mean, like we saw in this episode, like how the Ex Kryptonite can give people meta powers, so mm-hmm. so it almost seems like he has like some kind of plan to create some kind of army, yeah. and um. It, and um and the power that he can have by creating this army, like it definitely seems like the kind of power that corrupts. And and yeah, I mean I don't trust him, I don't like him and um and He seems to and, like Lana. <laughs> <laughs> and and see so, yeah, I mean like I, I just find it interesting that like so many people and um in Smallville are, are, are gullible and don't see right through um like Lois does or or or, or, may, or maybe they're just desperate and like and like and like they they believe his promises well without thinking like hey this all seems too good to be true. Yeah, I think I think it. That's why he goes after the small towns. I mean, it is mm-hmm. that desperation. Right. It's the, we want more or better than we we have in the past or currently have. So if somebody is telling us that they can do that, they don't care necessarily the means as long as it happens. Now mm-hmm. up in their face, that's a that's a different thing. But but I also think Lois just has seen it happen before to other towns, so that's why she's more able to see through him than the um than others who are not as familiar with that information um or what has happened at those other places and and if they are they're just ignoring that because they're like yeah but this time it'll be different because we have to hope that this can help save this town that we love so much and have invested so much time in Mm -hmm. yeah Um, 
Yeah, yeah, I think he definitely plays into that. And, and also, it was, you know, it was interesting whenever he was, you know, as you noted, he was a little bit more than just professionally interested in Lana, it seemed. Uh, and, 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 and also, and seeing how Lana's husband was you know, all, all about Edge and, uh, it, it, it really, it was eliminated whenever Lois and, and Lana had, had girls night out and just talking about their family and relationships and, 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 and their, and their life. Um, how it, that, uh, it's from the outside. It looks like Lana and, and, and I can't, and her husband's life is pretty good and stuff, but actually things aren't so well. And then, and then, um, you know, and then of course Lois also feeling feeling neglected too because you know maybe she even calls Clark out on it. It's like, dude, yeah, I'm I'm feeling a little feeling a little left out here. Um, so it was, you know, it was again one of those things that even you know it's a CW and stuff, but it wasn't like typical CW melodrama. It was, it was, it seemed like what, how real people would interact as far as dealing with their, you know, their particular situation. Yep. I, I like how, um, they've really, Morgan is definitely Lois's villain. Like, Mm -hmm. I, I know that at the end of this episode with the ex Kryptonian or Kryptonite reveal, it was, it, you can see where this is going to collide with. Man, but I do like how so far they've really isolated, like, this is her person that she wants to take down with mm-hmm. her skills. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I appreciate that. I, I think that was a smart move because, um, you don't want Superman to over, overshadow Lois. Um, so. Yeah. And also, yeah, I like that. I'm glad you brought that up, especially with her, uh, you know, with, Edge trying to intimidate her uh, through the lawsuits, and, and especially her, the publisher of the little small town, Smallville newspaper. Um, and Lois is just like, you know, don't don't need to come over with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, any other thoughts before we jump into Batwoman? Nah, like I said, no, nah, I think it's I'm really really enjoying the show, and I know we've got I think. One more episode before they go on hiatus because of COVID. So it would be interesting to see, you know, like to your point earlier, Sarah, about how COVID impacts these shows and, and their production, given that this probably was not intended to be a, a mid-season hiatus. Um, just like echo what, um, what Will said, like, I like how it's not like the typical, like, CW melodrama and, and, um, and, um, in terms of like the Kent family, like, it's already like, out in the open that, like, Clark is Superman. Like, one of the annoying things about, like, mm-hmm. you know, have, like, the times when, like, Felicity is like, oh, Aubrey, you can't keep on, like, ha- ha- like be keeping these secrets. Or just kind of, like, within, like, the boys and Lois and Clark, like, there aren't any secrets in so much kind of, like, real-life family drama. Yeah. No, I agree. They... I mean, in the fact that Lois's father even knows, like, mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. that just on it too. Like, this is a family secret, and and that's really what they're exploring is how that secret 
affects the family members. And now there's more than one secret because we also have Jordan to worry about. But don't <laughs> worry. Jordan will always have his third parent called Jonathan. <laughs> yeah. But also, yeah, but also even with that, the third parent, but also, but, uh, you know, instead of it, and it may go into this direction, but so far I, I like the direction that, that they are having where the, the brothers are looking out for each other and, and, and not becoming this jealousy thing, uh, because one has powers and one doesn't. Oh, it's not going to be because of the powers. It's going to be because of the girl. Okay, but, little fires mm-hmm. everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I speaking about pacing in these shows. Um, this week's episode about it, like talking about the Flash, never ceases to amaze me with like r- repetition of like repeating the same tricks. When is CW gonna figure out how to schedule things? Because this episode should have aired immediately after the previous one. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It was part two. <laughs> it wasn't a standalone episode. It wasn't a one-off. It was seriously a part two, and it just bothered me so much throughout the entire thing because I'm just like, there should have not been a week break between these two episodes. And I also, I'm going to call out the editors because I think that this was very softly edited. Yeah, I really didn't mm-hmm. like. It. But those are my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, what are your yeah, Jeff, what are your thoughts on on this week's Batwoman? Because yeah, I yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, like, I definitely like went went into the episode like from like from like did I miss something or like it um um. I mean, it's kind of like Alice is Alice is talking to the other woman from um from Goryana and 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 and, and um. And, um, it, it, but, but, um, but it seemed like there's almost kind of like a scene like missing between the end, the, the yep. end of last week's episode yep. and this week's episode. And, and, um, and, and, and that's definitely like frustrating about it. But, um, but, um, but then also like going back to like what we're saying about like the flash and, and how these Arrowverse shows have, have their formula. I think it'll be interesting to um to um to see to to see how um how Batwoman deviates from the formula because like it as the viewer like if we didn't know like what we know like it almost seems like they're trying to like set it they're trying to like set something up for like um for um for Kate to be found on Koryana. And, um, but, um, but, but, but because it seems like Ruby Rose most likely won't be, won't be back, I'm hoping that, like, they take, like, a really big risk or do something that, that really surprises, that surprises us as the viewer that, that pays off and, like, everyone gets to Koryana and they're like, and they're like, where's Kate? And, like, right. they have, like, something docking, you know? Instead of something formulaic. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that because so far this season, it's been very formulaic. Mm-hmm. And it, and, and it keep and it gets worse with every episode. It's very much like Ryan's crypt, Kryptonian infection. <laughs> <laughs> we know that's gonna be healed. It continues, 
And ever since, and it will, I love blaming things on you. So I'm just going to say it. Ever since you said the problem is Alice, I cannot unsee it. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, and it breaks my heart because Alice was arguably one of the best parts of last season. Mm -hmm. And this season, she is seriously dead weight. And I'm just like, stop posting this, especially because they're on this whole redemption arc. Which she she's been in love before, so we should have sympathy. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. This week's Alice. There are so many things that they just really rub me the wrong way about how they with this relationship with Sophia and Alice and Sophia create you know creating Alice. I mean, one of the things that I thought was just so dynamic about that character to begin with was. You know, you go to all the links of setting up the backstory of her you know, getting lost, and and then of course being held captive with Mouse and and his family and, and and all those kind of things. And then we get to this, we get to we get to this story this week, and we find out, oh, you know, Sophia wanted Alice, and 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 you know, and open. Pattern. Yes. Like it was a weird yeah. triangle that nobody cares about. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And it was just like, ah, oh. and then, you know, and Tatiana just, just, just wind her up and let her go. I mean, she was, it was just a lot of exposition, a lot of exposition. Mm-hmm. And to your point, Sarah, about the editing choices, the way it, I mean, it took me a couple, I, I had to stop and start this episode because I just, when I, First, try to watch it. I just like, okay, I can't do this. <laughs> I mean, just, <laughs> I, I had to because I was like, I was gonna be, I was gonna be mad. I was gonna be pissed off about how this episode unfolded. And at least when I watched it, you know, it, I, I see where they were trying to go. And I mean, I, you know, I, you know, with all the various threads. I mean, for example, with Catherine Hamilton also being an enemy of Sophia and the Desert Rose arc, trying to replicate that. I see where they're going, and, and there are a lot of lot of interesting threads. But it's just they it took their strongest, probably their strongest character to date, Alice, and and neutered, neutered her as yes. far as with this backstory that they, they that they created this week. Yeah, they. I mean, she was already coming into the season, kind of at a disadvantage, like one hand behind her back, because part of the reason why Alice's character works so well is because you have that sister dynamic between her and Kate. This season with Kate not being around, it's the, 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 the dynamic part of her is missing. Like there really shouldn't be anyone else to redeem her other than her sister. I mean, not even her father, really, which which may be may have been the better choice to go with, like focus more on Jacob and Alice mm-hmm. as opposed to this whole weird Sophia and Ocean and Ocean. Oh, my God. Like, yes. that, it's very attractive. But still, come on, guys. Like, super villains should not have love interests. <laughs> it's so weird to me. It just doesn't make sense. And Spia, I don't know. I'm, yeah, I could barely, I don't even think I can say I truly watched this episode. It was just playing in the background and I was just doing other things. Like, yeah. Which is, yeah. 
Which is so when, bad, because you'll go ahead, Jeff. Well, well, I mean, like, do you think that Alice will survive till the end of the season? Just because, uh, I mean, like, it seems like Alice is no longer the big bad, and, like, and, and like, with Kate gone, like, how, how much, how much more can, can, can they, can they really do with her story? Right. Yeah. I think she will. Because the, the Kane aspect is still important. And I think that, mm-hmm. I think, I think though she should be written out of the show beyond this season. I think that there is like- potential for Mary and Jacob to get some kind of and even Sophie, because all of them lost Kate, so they need to figure out a way to move past that. And I think either locking Alice up or taking care of Alice is one way to kind of resolve any issues with Kate's sudden disappearance or death. Mm-hmm. And um, we also need Amzuya Pingworth to um, resolve Kate's death, too. Speaking of all the characters on the show. and Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about her. Yeah, I think we all did. Yeah. <laughs> Even yeah, she got shot, and then we haven't seen her again. Yeah. Yeah, but, it, yeah, like I said, it's, uh, you know, it, it, the show has had started off with such great promise, and it, I just feel like they just hit a kind of a creative rut at this point uh, with, with with a lot of story choices that they have they have created. And, you know, we... we, we, we and we talked about this before, Sarah, like, you know, for example, Sophie, she finally was starting to get some things to do. And then this week, she's back to just being the crow, you know, Jacob's sounding board with the crows. And, you know, Jacob is the same, you know, basically, instead of the not knowing the story that it, that he had with with Kate. Now it's just with with Mary, so it's kind of, it's you know just switching out parts with some of these characters, and I think in order for the show to really grow, I, I know where Caroline was going with not wanting to, um, you know, kill off a, a LGBTQ character. I, I get that, um, but at the same time, I think they're going to have to just finally have. I think for this things to really grow to the next level. They're just going to have to re- resolve to say, we're not necessarily kill Kate off, but in the mystery, like like they did with Bruce, they're just gone. It's always going to kind of be out there, but now Ryan is fully Batwoman, and we really shape a mythos around her. Yeah, just don't forget, they did bring back Bruce at the end of the last season. Hey, Bruce. A Bruce, a version of Bruce. Still, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I agree. I think I think the best, like, wrap up the Sophia stuff, mm-hmm. and then go all in on Black Mask because Black Mask is yeah. going to be Ryan's supervillain. Mm-hmm. So we need more. Mo- we need to pick up that storyline and get things going. And I, and that's the thing. As much as I hate this episode. And I'm not really liking the the choices that are being made. I still have I still have trust that the ship is going to get back on track, um, just because of everything that they did during the first season. One of the one of the um, redeeming parts of this episode that I'm, that I'm kind of interested to see where they go with this is um, 
it's the whole um Catherine Hamilton Sophia rivalry. Just because like it seems like that definitely has like potential to um to play out in some inter- in, in some interesting ways storyline wise. Yeah, I agree. I liked I liked the callback to Catherine Hamilton. I think it's an interesting choice considering she's dead <laughs> and yeah. and has been dead. But she still seems to pl- be have played such an integral part in in what is currently happening. It's 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 interesting. It just makes me love that episode from the first season even more. Mm-hmm. And I also liked the callback they had to that iconic scene where um Kate and Alice are on opposite sides of the door when she's when Alice is being held captive. Um, because there was that was an iconic moment from the first season when they relived that whole situation. Yeah. So, so you're right. The callbacks were nice. Yeah. Um, all the mm. new stuff. Is crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it, yeah. And Ryan, well, you know, with the, with the kryptonite poisoning and the whole Angelique, um, you know, uh, moment and, and also Ryan revealing herself to Alice. That was the other thing that really I was like, really, y'all did, y'all went there, y'all did this already. <laughs> uh, you know, I it, even forgot that happened. Yeah, I just thought mm-hmm. about it when we were talking. I was like, because really, yeah, I mean, there was just a side story, distractions with Alice and Sabaya and all that stuff. But Ryan did did have with with the kryptonite poison and hallucinations and, and really getting back to her motivations for why she wanted to be a vigilante to begin with. Um, and, 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 you know, whenever they play Ryan and Alice off of each other, that's those, that's the kind of thing that keeps me engaged with Alice as a character. Uh, because again, it really gets to the mayhem that she and the and the the Wonderland gang created in Gotham, yeah. but mm. you know, but you know, but when we get into, but you know, they, but then they just cut all that out under, you know, they undercut all that with with this whole Sophia being the one who created Alice, and I'm just like, no, okay, but you know, I, but like you like you said, Sarah, I think uh, overall the writers have given me confidence that they'll they'll pull it all together and this will just be a, a blip along the along the road in the in the in the season. Alright, well that is it for us tonight. Um Jeff, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Um um yep, they can find me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is Lou L E W underscore Jeffrey and um and um I'm also on on um on Instagram and um and my Instagram handle and I actually did not prepare for this twice so um 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 I'm as Lou Jeffrey as well but no underscore and um and and so, yep those are the main ways to um find me. Yeah go check out his uh his great uh banjo playing on Instagram. <laughs> and um and um and 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 interesting story about the banjo playing I kind of have a um, YouTube channel which I'm not updating anymore. Uh, I do like a lot of like parodies about like um, where I, I cover a song and I make it about like COVID nineteen or social distancing or like making light of like 
everything. And um, there's one COVID-19 parody that I did that um, that YouTube actually took down due to copyright infringement. I'm just kind of like, okay, the song is Desperado. If I'm changing Desperado to COVID-19, being great, uh, copyright infringement. But but um, but for YouTube also said that if I get caught one more time, that like they're they're gonna suspend my channel. So it's like I should probably play by the rules for a bit and not really post too much <laughs> on YouTube for the time being. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for coming on tonight, Jeff. Um, my pleasure. Just- to talk about these shows with you. Will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, you can always find me on Twitter at Will M. Polka, I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K. And you can find me on Twitter at S J Belmont, S J B E L M O N T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Cena Nerd. Friend us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, but most importantly, rate, subscribe, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good night, geek out. You're welcome. <laughs>